Welcome to The Leaders Who Care, a podcast powered by Dynamis Group. We are here to give the stage and support to those committed to create a positive and lasting impact, way beyond the profits and margins, the leaders of the world who care for others and serve a bigger purpose. Join us on the journey of creating a better, more caring world. And now to your host, Marian Timalkov. Hello, everyone. I'm uh, very pleased today to welcome a special guest, uh, someone that has actually making a profound impact on the world with uh, his own journey, and but also giving back and spreading. As you know, and the leaders who care, we want to bring uh, leaders from every corner of the world that care for others. And today I have the privilege to welcome Brian Main. Brian, thank you for joining us today and uh, welcome. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for inviting me, Mariam. Which corner of the world are you joining us first? And uh, would be awesome to share <laughs> a little bit about you as well for those who have never heard of you or don't know who is Brian. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, in my home and uh, I'm in a, uh, a small town called Ventnor on the Isle of Wight, which is in the oh. south of England. And I'm... Uh, uh, right next to the sea. Uh, it's just outside of the door here. And uh, I'm teaching personal development and uh, goal setting technique uh, since 1995. Uh, that's helping people in different areas of life. So in work, but also in education and uh, in leading themselves in the best way. Oh, thank you for doing that, uh, Brian. And uh, I, I love it. I've been to the place, and it's a beautiful part uh, between the Great Britain, UK, and, and France. In fact, uh, and in between, and I know you you have a, a the better part of the weather in the UK. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little warmer. It's uh, it's a little warmer, but also it's very nice and creative place as well. And in, in my um, in my experience of visiting the the islands, and um, also um, it's very interesting to hear your story of what inspired you to do what you do, uh, Brian. You know, how, how did you decide to uh, uh, arrive where you are? In fact, and, and kind of because what you've been doing is for you, it's commitment. It's uh, for a very long time. It's not it's not happened overnight. But uh, how did it all happen and what inspired you to do what you do? Yeah, it's been a journey now of um, around 30 years. And at the turning point in my life, I'm, I'm 60 now. So at the turning point in my life, when I was around 29, it was that I went through a, a big life crash uh, that I wasn't prepared for. I'd, I'd had an unusual childhood. Uh, I, I think it was quite a special childhood, but it was certainly a very unusual because I was born into a traveling family. Um, my, my family come from fun fair and circus people, and they would travel around operating carnivals, and they have done for hundreds of years. And the year that I was born, and my father being quite an entrepreneur guy, quite a leader, uh, he could see that the traveling way of life was changing and that a, a good new thing was to open up uh, the traveling funfair equipment at the seaside. And so we would come here where I still live, Ventnor, on the Isle of Wight, and we would be here four months and we would had travel with the funfair for four months and we had a winter base so uh, each year i had different homes and i never went to school very much which was quite normal for the for the traveling children of my generation i went to school a little uh, but different schools and only a few months each year i left school before i was 13 i dropped out of education i had no qualifications of course and I wasn't able to read or write properly. I have uh, dyslexia. And so the academic side for me was, was very low. I was also inspired by my father, who was a, a, like a natural leader, an entrepreneur, a really caring uh, man as well. 
and I worked full time with him and the family business, and uh, that was very successful for uh, quite a period. I um, become one of the youngest people, in fact, at the time it was the youngest person, at 18 years old, uh, to be given an alcohol and entertainment's license. And I opened a disco at 18. And uh, it was a very unusual thing to be allowed to do that so young. Uh, but it was part of the family uh, business, the empire that my father was building, along with my brother and my sister. And uh, we were very successful with that for many years. I had 13 years in the disco and entertainments business. And uh, my father had many um, seaside amusements and amusement arcades. But then in the late 1980s, a huge change came for the industry. And the change uh, was triggered by the lower prices of airfare. And many people are wanting something uh, more and something different and guaranteed sunshine. And many of the English people started to take their main holiday in the Mediterranean and not here in England and not here on the Isle of Wight. And within a few years, tourism crashed here. And uh, the island really was the only economy here was tourism. There is no industry. Uh, it's too expensive to bring in the raw materials and send out. There was a little shipbuilding in the past, but now really service industry and tourism. And when tourism ended, it became a really difficult time. And many of the old family businesses went out of business. And uh, my family's business was one of those that ended. And I lost what seemed like everything at the time. My home was repossessed, my uh, car and possessions repossessed, my marriage ended. I had no qualifications because I'd never finished school and I wasn't able to read and write properly and I'd never had any formal employment. I'd worked for myself and my father and I was a million pounds in debt in uh, 1992. And my parents, their home was about to be repossessed and my brother's home was repossessed. And so uh, it was a, a real crisis time in my life. And I joined a sales organization on commission only um, because it was one of the few opportunities open to me. And it became a huge turning point in my life because in uh, joining that sales organization, I was introduced to the simple science of positive thinking and how to set effective goals, how to activate uh, both sides of your brain, logical mind and creative mind. And that became a whole new world for me. Uh, I used the positive thinking and goal setting not only to help me uh, be more effective in my in my sales activity and within my career but also specifically I used it to help myself uh, as a person and I focused on overcoming my learning challenges and teaching myself to uh, read and write well and uh, it took me about one year and I just become so fascinated after one year of uh, setting this goal that I could read. I wanted to read lots of things, but I become fascinated in knowing more and more about how positive thinking helps us in, in so many ways and how the brain is working and how success, lasting success, happens in time. It's, it's not an accident. Uh, there are principles we can learn. And uh, the man that was teaching me all of these things, uh, he was a trainer in the sales organization that I joined. And he'd become my coach uh, for some time. And he died quite young. Uh, but for some years, I had him as my coach. And I, uh, even to this day, I feel grateful to him that he helped me understand these things 
and improve my own life. And so I made a commitment many years ago that I would teach the things that helped me uh, to as many others as I could. And in particular, the goal setting system that I created, which is called goal mapping, has now reached quite a lot of people. Uh, I have uh, uh, still a long way to go in the targets I've set for myself. Um, but there are uh, uh, quite a number of people now in uh, around the world in different walks of life and different countries that have have benefited in some way from the system. So it's um, a pleasing feeling. Wow. I, I, Brian, what you just shared is something... Um, what a what a story! I mean, of a, of a incredible comeback. Um, and um, I, I know in the UK, having the privilege to live in this great country, and of very much tolerance and and really uh, avoiding conflict and and really trying to to help uh, others of, of different kinds. I know the traveler um, community is not always the most welcome in many <laughs> it's <laughs> politically said it's uh, you know they will not be allowed to have a wedding they, i mean i get i guess there's because they are often i guess they, they cause certain way of maybe inconvenience sometimes for hospitality i guess and uh, and, and and often uh, the, the traveler community and families have to hide that they are travelers uh, what in your story is such an inspirational one, you know, of coming back, of making it and helping millions of others, you know, for, with what you're doing. You just, you know, you're very modest and you shared, but it's, I'm, I'm glad that you can share that story because we, if I think there's so many families that they are um, doing what they're doing and, uh, they they can be successful. How can we help them so they don't have to hide? What can we do to help that community? There is always good and bad. And uh, sometimes just a small percentage of the community are doing some things that create a bad reputation. Uh, they're doing some things that are not correct. <clears throat> The challenge is that we often form the perception that everyone from that community is that way. Not just that some people within the group are that way, that they have uh, done something. So I, I think the main thing that people can do, and it's just an important principle in life and uh, relationships, is to stay open. It's not to have a prejudice. It is not to uh, prejudge. Don't have a fixed mind about who you believe another person is based on the country they come from or the culture that they belong to or the faith that they follow. Or I think that is what is created so much grief um, in different ways for forever in the world is that we prejudge uh, based on where someone has come from or the society that they belong to, the creed that they are. Um, and so if we can move beyond that and, and look with just clear eyes at the person and see the person. And, uh, and then in that way, I think um, we're able to see what is best of the person as well. Uh, we'll still be in discerning um, because I think it is, is right that sometimes we're pointing out when someone has done something that's not correct, um, but at least to be open to see who the person is before having a judgment about uh, you know, what they might be like as a person based on uh, color of skin, where they've come from, etc. Absolutely. And that's our message to, to really our listeners. 
uh, be open. Uh, do not prejudge and and see the people for the person for what they are. Give them a chance to get to know them first. And um, Brian, you, you, this is a major shock. You know your story of uh, losing everything, uh, your family, you know, to, to your wife, and you know, being in debt, not being able to read and write, and uh, the only option was to get a sales job on a commissions only. It, it, it's it's something really dramatic that has happened. Um, of course, that was led because of your pre-life, uh, you know, and childhood, and there was a history in that of, of how it all happened, but. Tell us, um, how did your life in, unveiled after that? What are the, the things that you did um, that's a great uh, trigger and to do many things different? So if you talk about the second part of your life, the, the last 30 years, what are the things that you you've done and cared for and created? And what role care played in your success? Yeah. Uh, there's a part of the story that I don't often tell, uh, which is that after learning to, to read, I read lots and lots and lots of personal development books. And I become much more interested in reading older books that had a, a personal development message. They become interested in uh, different forms of, uh, of meditation and many things that were not of interest to me before. And I had uh, a spiritual experience uh, one evening mm -hmm. where I, I saw um, a possible uh, picture of my future. And I saw myself going around the world and helping many people and writing books, etc. And I, uh, it was like watching a movie and a voice in my head saying, uh, this is your uh, future if you wish it. And so um, that was such a powerful experience for me uh, that I uh, believed it. And within a few weeks of the experience, I was offered a opportunity, a job to go and work as a trainer. And I took that opportunity because I very much believed it was uh, sort of meant to be. It was like a step for me to leave my work in sales and move on to uh, making presentations. And I'd made this decision that I was going to help as many others as possible. So it seemed like it was uh, the path opening up for me. And I followed uh, that. And it was very synchronistic in the early days for me that many things that I set goals for, they just fell into place. And I started teaching uh, the work of Stephen Covey in uh, his habit, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People become a corporate trainer uh, with that work and also teaching the work of uh, Tony Robbins and making presentations for a training organization in England uh, that would put on a lot of personal development workshops for leadership in business and life areas. And I become uh, one of their top trainers. I also one night had a flash of insight uh, driving my car late at night through London. And I had been asking a, a question very deeply, uh, which was, what is the most effective way to set goals? Because I, I realized that learning positive thinking and goal setting is what helped me to transform my life. And, and it made me question, why are we not teaching this as standard in our schools? Is it because the teachers don't know it, and many of them don't? Uh, they don't understand it. And uh, why is that? Is there not a standardized way of, of setting goals? What is the best way? Why does it work for some people? Doesn't seem to work so well for others. You know, there are obviously some science here to learn. 
And I become, I suppose, obsessed. <laughs> I've thought about it endlessly, just, just all the time. And then one night I had this uh, flash of insight. And what I saw was that if uh, we are going to set goals in the most powerful way, in a really meaningful way, then it's really important that we use a combination of words for the left brain, logical mind, so we can be clear and precise about the goal. And that also equally we use pictures or imagery for the uh, right side of the brain, the creative mind, because we need to activate both logical and creative mind when we're setting the goal, and also to uh, stimulate both the conscious mind and command our subconscious mind, our autopilot, to move us towards the goal. And goal mapping is a very simple way of achieving that uh, with a great deal of power. And so I started teaching that technique in 1995. And since that time, uh, it's reached around 5 million people, a little more than 5 million people. Uh, I've written books on it. They're in a number of languages. Uh, we have many training programs, video, audio. And also there are uh, 1,500 certified teachers uh, trainers, life coaches, therapists, business leaders uh, that also use the system. So they take a training on it, a certification, and then they will teach it in whatever area of life they wish, uh, use it in their own way. And so through all of those people and the different mediums and the online program, uh, it's, it's now reaching a lot of people, helping quite a lot of people. Uh, the reason I... I uh, mention uh, that it started I had this experience a sort of a spiritual moment where I I saw my possible future is because there were many hard times along the journey there were many difficult periods of the journey even now sometimes a really difficult challenging time will come but it's being connected to that sense of purpose, uh, that this is what I'm meant to do, and that the best way that I can put care into action and uh, help others is to teach them uh, this goal mapping system. It really is It's part of uh, what I call the self-leadership journey, authentic self-leadership journey. Because I have four different mapping systems and each one of them uses words and pictures to activate the whole brain. And each one focuses on a slightly different aspect of success. So goal mapping is about physical achievements. And then there's another system called life mapping, which is about developing yourself as a person. Uh, action mapping, which is about communication and habits. And self mapping, which is about bringing your... Uh, high self and low self together to become your true self, authentic leader. And, and so, yeah, that's become my life path over the last 30 years uh, now. It's been wow. sort of... Uh, Reaching more than uh, 5 million uh, people, bro. Uh, this is, this is, I mean, <laughs> getting <laughs> 5 million. This is like not one or two people. It's, it's significant. I always believe even if you touch one person, you made a difference. 5 million. It's uh, wow. And, and how, first of all, how does it work? You said numbers and pictures and images, just, just if nobody has heard of, it, of, of this, just to quickly take us through a very simple exercise where anyone can use and deploy on their daily basis. Yeah. Uh, the first thing is really to understand that all of us are creating our own reality. We're influencing our life in some way all of the time. And sometimes we influence our life in the direction of our genuine desires, and we do it consciously. And often we are, are influencing things we don't want uh, and 
we're often doing that unconsciously uh, through beliefs and attitudes and behaviors. And so goal mapping is not just a technique for setting goals. It's also uh, an approach and an understanding of how your conscious mind and your subconscious mind work together uh, to give you great power. But the system to use is very simple. It's so simple that more than a million children from state schools in 15 countries have created goal maps. My children started doing them at, uh, at just four and five years old. So it's simple enough that many children have done it. And also it's uh, powerful enough that Microsoft have used it with many of their sales teams and managers around the world and have their own people certified in it. It's seven steps, seven steps to map out uh, the goals you wish to achieve. And in those seven steps, it follows a process of using words and pictures so that you are stimulating both sides of the brain and achieving the two most important things when setting goals, which is conscious clarity. So you want to be consciously clear about what it is you want to achieve and subconscious command. Your subconscious mind is very powerful. It's like your personal autopilot and it responds much more to imagery, not words. If you look at the uh, books and the teachings on setting goals from the 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, 80s, even into the 1990s, all of those books from the best trainers in the world, uh, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins, uh, they will all tell you, write your goals a hundred times every day. You know, write it line after line after line after line. And the reason why they were suggesting that repetition is because the words are important for your conscious mind, but you have to repeat them many, many, many times for them to have a real power on your subconscious mind. And then around the 1990s, a sports psychologists and scientists have become much more interested in using visualization with athletes to help them enhance their performance. Because when an athlete is using visualization, the picture they are creating of their success is really powerful, much more powerful than words in command in the subconscious because the subconscious mind thinks in pictures. Everyone around the world regardless of the verbal language they speak, everyone will dream in pictures because when they dream, it's their subconscious mind coming to the surface and it's the universal language. And so if we want our goals to become clear targets and commands for our subconscious autopilot, we must show our goal in the form of a picture. This is the same thing that athletes are doing when they visualize. They visualize themselves giving their best performance because that picture when they visualize becomes a command to their subconscious. And so in a goal map, the words form an affirmation, a series of worded statements, and the pictures form a visualization and together they help to create whole brain activation. It allows us to, to be self-actualizing. So self-actualization, you take a thought and you turn it into reality. So when you create a goal map, the first step, step one is dream. Uh, just focus your mind into the future and ask yourself, what do I want to achieve? And take a walk through your ideal achievement, either in a project or uh, an ideal day in your ideal life. See all the different detail. 
Because when you're, you're setting personal goals, I believe the starting place with your first goal map is to have the big picture of that ideal life in the future and then go to areas of your life that you feel maybe are important for you. And there are a number I, I recommend, but I generally encourage people, see your ideal day in the future, see what, where you're living, what you're doing, how your health is, your wealth, happiness. See all those things. And now come back to the present moment and uh, write those down as a list or use my online software and write them indirectly. And then in step two, it's the left brain uh, that really is the important part. So first step, dream right brain. Use your right brain imagination and dream a little dream of your future achievement. Now, there may be many things you want to achieve. What's important is that we have one thing that becomes the central focus and main goal. And to identify that one thing, we want to use logic. So step two, order. Look at your list of goals from your ideal day. Choose one that you believe is the main goal. Now, many people have uh, told me in workshops and seminars, I want them all. They're all important. And wanting is more of an emotion. And this step really is about logic being clinical. And there is a simple strategic question, which one of the different goals once achieved will in some way help you to to achieve the others and it gives you some leverage, some advantage. And if you're using logic, there will always be one that you go, okay, so this one, and you have that in the center, and then you choose four more things from different areas of your life and you put those either side. And then in step three, you add imagery to the words to make sure that you are both engaging your left brain with the words and your right brain with the pictures. And I'm always encouraging people, write the words in the most powerful way you can, which is in the form of an affirmation. So I can read and write. You know, I am a trainer helping people around the world. So you say it the way you want it, even though you may not have achieved it yet, because your subconscious lives in the now. <clears throat> Personal positive presentations. And then choose imagery that has the greatest meaning for you because the more meaning the image has the more powerfully it will command your subconscious if it's meaningless it's not going to have much power if it's meaningful the image is going to have a lot of power i'm using sometimes my own drawings and i upload them into my online system and I'm often using photos of my children or places that inspire me and sometimes the images that I find. But if it's meaningful, then it serves to help stimulate the brain cell connections. And it's those brain cell connections that send a command to our subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind then moving us towards the goal. And in step four, I ask people to identify why they want it. So if you've thought about what it is you want and you've chosen the priority and you've added some imagery, now get clear about why it's important. What are your three strongest emotional reasons? For me, it's my sense of purpose. I have my own goal map. Um, in fact, I've got one right here in my folder. And uh, I've got my main goal in the center, which is my online system. And then I've got goals either side this is my business goal map and then at the top here this is reasons why and then we've got timeline we've got how and who and so in the seven steps someone is guided through identifying what is it you want have that dream of your future and now prioritize what's the main goal put in the side goals add the imagery and then why do you want it when do you want it? What's the time frame? How are you going to get it? Simple action plan. 
who is going to be involved? Who is going to help? Is it just you? Are there others? And uh, you have the whole thing on one page. And it's this combination of words and pictures stimulating both logical as well as creative mind, left brain, right brain, conscious mind, words, subconscious mind, pictures, is what makes the system work well. And I'm These days I increasingly am doing interviews and a lot of online work, but actually the great uh, majority of people that goal mapping has reached has been through word of mouth recommendation. It's just a very simple system. And since 1995, I've made the free uh, templates available for people to download the templates and the instruction and just do their maps many times they wish. And in more recent years, it's the online software that uh, people prefer because you can do more with it. And again, there is a free level of the software that people can just go and use and, and create their map. But I receive some amazing stories these days of uh, things that people have achieved with it now. And uh, it's, um, yeah, keeps Ryan, me motivated. Thank you so much for sharing this. I feel like um, they, this is such a, I knew of visualization is very powerful. But now I understand you combine both affirmation combined with the visualization. Um, and just the way you explain it so simply, I can relate to it so much because, and also attaching emotions to it, you know, because why is it important and, and how are you going to achieve this? It's, uh, I think it's, thank you for sharing this and so helpful because a lot of people have heard of goals setting and so forth, but it's like, um, a lot of people have heard how to, you know, going to the gym and how to train, but they don't know exactly how to um, do a certain system. And you turn it into a, a system that actually works um, by the sounds of it, since you have more than 5 billion people um, really using this, uh, Brian. And um, it's, and, and of course, your, your story has just, uh, suggest so much and, and tell us what's inspired you on one hand but you've done so much for the last 30 well 60 years of your life and especially the last 30 has been a, a kind of a, a new direction what excites you these days Brian what are the things that you exist at this moment in, in life is there another 30 years of of interesting journey that may come in is it a turning point <laughs> looking back at your 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 30 30 kind of years yeah i i my goal is to reach seven million people why so, seven well just to, out of curiosity <laughs> it came in a meditation one day when i was <clears throat> here sat in a park i was meditating it was the start of the year and I was thinking about my purpose. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and a voice in my head was saying to me, what's your purpose, Brian? And I was saying, oh, my, my purpose is to help lift lives and um, help make a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, this voice in my head said, yes, but how many? How many and how will you know? Is it one? Is it 10? Is it 100? Is it 1,000? Is it a million? And I thought, oh, I don't really know, actually. And, uh, and then uh, this voice in my head said, help lift 7 million lives. And so I, uh, I dismissed it at first because it just seemed a ridiculously big number. But it stayed in my mind and it had a strong feeling, and I thought, well, maybe it's uh, intuition, it's an influence, maybe my subconscious mind, something, but I will set it as a goal. And once I just I want to ask you one goal, question, because seven is something very special, and um, I, I wanted to ask you, do you believe in God? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I do. Well, I, I don't. Uh, I don't have a um, a faith that I I follow. I've just come to believe that there is some higher intelligence in uh, in life, but I, I there is not a church I belong to or a particular faith I follow. I find them all. I respect them all. I find them all interesting, and I often read on them. Um, one of the things that has fascinated me is that you mentioned just now about visualization and affirmation. And uh, the more I studied ancient teachings, the more I realized that the combination of affirmation and visualization is something that some cultures have been using for so many years, for thousands of years. Uh, in Hinduism, the priests will chant a mantra, words, while they draw a picture, a yantra, power pattern. Uh, the Buddhists do a similar system of chanting mantra, words, affirmation, and the reason uh, I ask, um, power patterns. The reason I ask this question because you know what the number seven symbolizes? Um, no, go on, tell me. Completeness and perfection. Okay. It's, it derives much of the meaning of being tied directly to God's creation of all things. So this number seven is also important in, in all other religions. So there, there is um, really something special about that's why we have seven days in the week. Okay. Uh, when God has created that. So and uh, there is an there is a meaning to it. That's why I asked you, do you believe in God, especially Jesus here? Because this is very much what is done to completion, perfection, both physical and spiritual. Um, so anyway, that, that is interesting that you came up with this this number and you're well on the way to reach. Uh, how do you measure the millions of people? <laughs> <laughs> now, it is a guesstimate uh, because the material has been freely available as documents and downloads. And many other people have included the seven step teaching in their own resources and in other books, uh, it's very difficult to estimate uh, what the exact number is. But with the online program now, we're able to track more directly. And the thing that reaches the most people, it's not my own books or even the online system really, uh, it is the many people now teaching goal mapping. And some are teaching it to just a few each year, uh, and many are teaching it to uh, thousands each year. And so the momentum of that now uh, awesome. is, is really growing fast. But it is difficult often to track. Uh, sometimes we will hear from someone like a minister in Africa that's been teaching it in schools there, and I discovered that they've shared it with thousands <laughs> Thousands and thousands of school children, but I knew you know, nothing of it because they they just printed off their own resources and they had people teaching it. So when I when I receive those messages, it's always really uh, heartwarming. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing uh, all of these great stories, Brian, and and really starting with your journey, what you. How what you've gone through, what's uh, really the how people can be effective uh, goal setting, uh, use a goal setting map and and use the techniques that you've developed and and reaching so many. What is your um, really and uh, what a great service and care for the world in many ways and not only representing you know from coming from your own community but also representing how your community your own community serves the rest of the world. So that's a great example. Of the uh, and we're so privileged to be able to share this uh, amazing uh, impact, positive impact that you um, you are having on the world and, and the people around us. What is your when you close your eyes when you think about a better world? What is your dream of? How do you see the future unveiling, both short term and, and more longer term? 
my hope is that uh, human beings are on a journey where there will be a shift in consciousness mm -hmm. and uh, individually and then collectively uh, people will understand and insist on uh, having a better world i i <laughs> i'm not sure that we can wait for the politicians to lead us and create the policy or business to make a plan um we can it, all work together <laughs> it, it, i think you know more and more it is about people becoming conscious of what's important and it's interesting with a lot of the environmental issues it's not been our leaders it's been our children uh, who've been showing the way and shaming people shaving leaders into uh, the way that they've been inactive in uh, solving some of the big problems i'm i'm believing strongly that everything happens for uh, a reason there's a meaning a purpose in things things often are looking random uh, but we live in a world of cause and effect and uh, we can understand <laughs> if we apply fundamental principles like cause and effect a little perhaps of what the lesson is or what we need to do differently and i'm hoping that one of the positive things with uh, covid and the lockdown is that it will make people think a little more deeply and raise their awareness about what is important in life so that we put care for our community for our environment for each other we put that at the forefront a little more um, and that people learn to lead themselves rather than uh, necessarily needing to be led i think uh, we will always have obviously people that are great leaders because they are inspirational and there will also be i think great uh, uh, movements you know, uh, that people join and that together they are much stronger to achieve things but it needs each person individually to uh, step up and ultimately that comes from i believe having a higher consciousness about uh, life and meaning and purpose and more and more, I think people are looking for meaning and purpose. I see so many people wanting coaching or a training program that's going to help them find and follow a life purpose. And, uh, I believe uh, everybody has a divine, um, God made us all special. And everyone has a special mission on earth. And I believe, and that's why we naturally look for it. Because... And if we don't find it, we don't feel fulfilled. Simple as that. But sometimes people don't spend the time to actually learn the books and especially get to know God. Because if you don't spend that time getting to know all these things, it's very difficult to find it. It's like go and look for something when you're blindfolded. So I think what you just suggested of reading a lot of books, reading, really finding that look for it. Because if you, if you look for it, you shall find. <laughs> and have more consciousness is a great message that you you're sending brian i have a dream of more caring world where people from all over uh, different communities whether they're travelers whether they're from eastern western uh, africa asia australia us or different countries of the world actually come together united uh, to take care of each other to move that needle and that spirit of uh, uh, austerity and uh, taking to giving and I think if it's if we move that needle and start looking out for each other consciously being open and give people a chance really regardless of what community they come from 
Um, look at a great example, you know, from the traveling community, what you have done and achieved would love to, to inspire more people, you know, to look out and, and see that it's possible they can make a profound impact to millions of people. One person, you know, just out of your own um, experience and desire. So someone said you can't change the world. Actually, the world is a living organism. Maybe we need to change our own world first before we try to attempt. We can positively impact it, even if we do it with one person at a time, starting with ourselves. I think it's a, it's a great mission. And what you have done and the tools you've provided is a great service, Brian. And, and I just wanted to ask you, that I interested and really in the work and goal setting and mapping, where could they find you? What are the, the best ways to reach out or get connected or use the tools that you've developed? Goalmapping.com. So simple. Goal, goalmapping, all one word, dot com. And there they will have access to the uh, free online software, the free templates, there's free children's material, and also mm -hmm. my contact details are there. And uh, it's very simple for people to reach me, brian at goalmapping.com is my email. And again, goalmapping.com is the main website. And there's a lot of information there and tools and downloads things that people can uh, use and a free video so that they can uh, see the main teaching around positive thinking, how the science of positive thinking works and how that relates to the goal mapping system and commanding the subconscious. So all of it's available for free. Brian, thank you so much and uh, for You're joining us and giving your time and serving the world. God bless you in your work and, uh, Thank you so much for, for, for coming up today. Well, bless you for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Find out more about the leaders who care across the main social media channels and help us spread the care culture in your own community, first by taking care of yourself and then of others around you. It all starts with one person, one act of kindness, what is one thing you can do today to make your environment better? Stay inspired and stay caring. See you next time.